Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and I'm your host, John June. It is Saturday, December 10th, 2022. And would you believe it's episode 300? Greg, would you believe in some form or fashion you, I, or myself have done this 300 times? Crazy. That's insane. Absolutely, absolutely crazy to think. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's absurd. But you know what? We we appreciate you. Are some, form, some form of us. Yeah, made it. Some form of us, yeah. Whether it's you, me, the both of us, done this. 300 times so crazy crazy to think about but you know we appreciate all of you out there that tune into this and have tuned into this 300 times have listened to all of our episodes and um you know we we appreciate that very much and and uh you know here's to another 300 more hopefully so without further ado greg let's jump in to uh thursday night quick hits Got to talk about some Thursday night football. And we're sitting here talking on Wednesday when we we're breaking this game down. And we were really talking about the Raiders and how they would really come out and, and dominate this game or should dominate this game, considering that if Baker Mayfield played, he'd be playing having been on the team for like two days. And uh, so I had a better day than Derek Carr. Had a better day yeah. than Derek Carr, and it seemed to be true for about uh, 57 minutes of game time. Uh, <laughs> but in, the, in those last three minutes, uh, the the Baker late Baker Mayfield led L.A. Rams make a 13 point comeback. Baker Brady y'all over here. That's what basically well, what it was. That's basically <laughs> what it was. Uh, well, they overcome a 13 point deficit. Uh, score two touchdowns in the last, I think, three minutes and 12 seconds or so of game time and end up winning the game 17-16, identical score to – Exactly how the uh, Bucks game went, pretty much. Exactly how the Bucks game went. And I don't know if you saw uh, Tom Brady's post-game pressure when he, he walked up and he's like, just how he drew it up. <laughs> and and – uh, Sean McVay, his post-game presser said the same nice. thing. Nice. I don't know if he was trolling us or or whatever, but um, yeah, that was oh what'd you take away? I mean, I know I personally was impressed with what Baker was able to do. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet and Al Michaels were extremely impressed by it as well. They they wouldn't stop talking about it. Uh <laughs> you know, I, it was really impressive for him to do that. Coming off two days, you you know you're introducing yourself to guys in the huddle still, right? Like you're calling plays that you probably haven't called in a game before ever, and you're running yeah. those plays, right? So like, it's just um, you know one of those situations where I, I, as a football fan, like forget the fantasy aspect of it. Like as a football fan, I'm just really impressed by what Baker Mayfield was able to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just hard to come in uh, pretty much no practice time, no real practice. You were saying like 
yeah, that's that's a hard feat for any any person, any player, uh, even at the the most elite one. So, yeah, definitely kudos to him for coming in, especially after you know it's been a tough start of his career for sure. So uh, he had every reason to kind of you know give up, but, but yeah, he's he's here and getting another opportunity. So that's what's up. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm I'm one of the few people that doesn't think Baker Mayfield is absolutely terrible. Um, you know, he did have that rookie year tied Andrew Luck's touchdown record, and then Herbert came in and broke it the, the following year. You know, so there is talent there. He was the number one pick in the draft for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so th- there's – I think Sean McVay is probably the right guy to try to get it out of him. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens going forward. But, um, you know, Baker, Baker is going to be Baker, man. And 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 uh, I don't know if you saw his, his like, post-game locker room – uh, celebration was was or you know his speech he was like you know I'm glad to be home and and broke down the Rams and it was just kind of you know kind of cool to witness that moment um yeah so all right let's uh obviously we're gonna break down every game as we broke down Thursday night football already uh gonna break down every single game here but we do have some questions Jeff Johnson asked would you drop any of my bench players for J.K. Dobbins, Jerry Judy, George Pickens, Josh Palmer, Rashad White, and I'm assuming that's Cordero Patterson. I, it's very tough uh, to say with Dobbins. I mean, he's definitely worth a speculative ad. Uh, Patterson's on buy right now, so he can't really help you, and he hasn't really been all that productive anyway. So maybe. White. Definitely not Rashad White. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, def- Rashad White. Definitely not. Yeah. I don't not Judy with uh, especially with the Sutton injury. Yeah. Um, I mean Pickens is Boomer Bus right now. Yeah. Boomer, it would really yeah, be- been, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean I'll probably put one of the receivers, Pickens or Palmer. Yeah, I'm, I mean yeah. Mike Williams does come back, so that probably makes Palmer a little bit more expendable. Pickens isn't like part of a a, a really, you know, he's he's more of a name right now. He he's had some flash plays, but like nothing that really you can bank on from a week to week basis from a fantasy per, yeah. uh, perspective. I think if you want to just see what Dobbins can do this week, I think depending on how active your league is and your league mates and, and how much they pay attention, you could probably drop Cordero Patterson today and then get him back on like Monday, depending on your league. You know, if JK Dobbins does nothing or maybe, you know, Pickens or Palmer does nothing, then before Jake or before the week ends what the start of Monday night football, depending again on the, the platform you play on, you might be able to pick up Cordero Patterson after having dropped him this week, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, we got another one from Trey. Trey S. Afternoon, gents. Full PPR start to Juju Boyd, Singletary, Judy, or Rashad White. I have to start Dolchik if that rules out Judy. No other options. Thanks and good luck this week. Greg, I'll let you take this one first. Yeah, I mean, if Fournette is not playing, you got to go Rashad White to start. Um, 
that's as looking like it's going to be up to game time, but he's you know hasn't it's not trending to the right direction right now. So Rashad White, if Fournette's not playing, and then if with Sutton being out, I probably will go Judy. I'm not too excited because it is the Denver offense, uh, but the main receiver and main pass catcher is going to you know possibly give you the, a wide receiver two day, low and wide receiver two day. Uh, Singletary is kind of trending down with you know James Cook trending back up, up now. So um, yeah, I think I'm leaning to a Judy and Shy White. Yeah, I think so. I I, I think I would play White either way, whether Fournette plays or not, because he he could even be limited. Uh, you know, he, you know, he could be one of those situations where he's active, but for you know, White plays most of the game, so I would just play White regardless. Uh, plus, he's been the more efficient player, um, you know, on a, ter- a per touch basis. So I would continue mm-hmm. uh, to just think that he 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 will continue to cede those opportunities. Uh, for Net, we'll cede those opportunities to White, and then in terms of which of these other guys that I'm gonna play, um. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I would play Judy regardless. He has of a really good matchup. He does have a really good matchup. Um, there's no Cortland Sutton. Yeah, it's going to be him and 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 Dulcich for the most part. Russell Wilson has a decent matchup as well. Um, yeah, so this could be just a good yeah. situation for the Denver passing attack. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, all right, let's jump into the games. Let's, let's start breaking it down. He's just like Derek Carlo. Anytime you give him an expectation, it's over. Just like <laughs> That's what Russell Wilson has been reduced to. He is Derek Carr. That's oh, it. Brutal. That's a shame. That feels bad. I feel bad for Derek Carr. Trey says, appreciate it, fellas. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, I think I might drop Palmer. My wide receivers are good. Amon Ra, Waddle, and Hollywood, so I don't think I would start Palmer ever. My yeah. running backs are Saquon, Eckler, and the bench ones. Yeah, there, there you go, you know. Um, Saquon's probably a big, bigger issue right now. He might not play. Yeah, so yeah. his neck injury is definitely an issue, so I would probably go scoop up Matt Breida if you could as well. Um, or Dobbins, you know, obviously has good, good, um, has good upside as a, as a bench running back as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into the first game here. We've got the, Ooh, it's the best game 10, right here. And two, 10 and two Minnesota Vikings traveling to Detroit to take on the five and seven up and coming Detroit Lions. This game has a 53 and a half point total. Where according to FanDuel Sportsbook, as of a few days ago, this line the Detroit Lions were one and a half point favorites, but I've seen that Ooh. line even increase to Detroit yeah, minus two. two and a half. Ooh. So uh <laughs> again, the five and seven Detroit Lions are one and a half point favorites, somewhere even closer to two and a half against the ten and two Crazy. Minnesota Vikings. Uh just love it. Let that marinate for a little bit. Uh, in terms of the weather, we're okay because this game's in a dome. In terms of injuries, DeAndre Swift did show up on the injury report earlier in the week with an ankle, but he has since been removed, so he's good to go. Deshaun Elliott, the safety, he's a DMP with an ankle uh, earlier in the week. 
Uh, Quintus Cephas, the wide receiver, he was placed or he's designated to return from the injury reserve uh, coming back from that foot injury. So uh, it looks like he will be good to go there. And then for Minnesota, left tackle Christian Derisaw, he was limited participant in practice with a concussion. And then the Minnesota Vikings have a few guys that were on the team that are dealing with some illnesses. So, uh, you know, doesn't seem like any of them are on track to miss the game, but just definitely something to to pay attention to. In terms of the matchup here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Detroit to cover. I will take Detroit to to win the game. Uh, typically, Vegas knows when uh, when they do something like this, they know something that 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 I don't know or we don't know. So I, I, this really my 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 you know you look at Minnesota. They've played a lot of close games as well. Detroit has recently oh, they, been they live in close games. Yeah, the, Detroit lives in close games. Minnesota also lives in close games. But Detroit has, you know, they've been playing against some really good football against some really quality teams. You know, they had a three-point loss against Buffalo. Then they go out and they absolutely wallop the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Minnesota's defense is prone to giving up big plays. Detroit's offense lives off big plays. And Detroit's defense has actually been getting a lot better since the the firing of uh, the defensive or the pass game coordinator there. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Detroit here. But in terms of the fantasy matchups, going to take Jared Goff as a, a QB1. I think he's got a fantastic matchup. DeAndre Swift, I think, back to getting the usage he was you know, getting early in the year, I think that makes him a top 10 running back. Jamal Williams in, in RB, you know, three or two. Uh, obviously, if he gets that touchdown, he's closer in RB2, maybe even an RB1, depending on if he gets multiple. Uh, for Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, he's he's a wide receiver one, of course. Kirk Cousins, borderline uh, QB1. Uh, Dalvin Cook and RB2. Detroit has been uh, good against running backs in recent weeks. So, uh, you know, I'm not really loving the, the matchup there for Dalvin Cook. TJ Hawk is a tight end one. Adam Thielen is a wide receiver three. Uh, I don't know why I skipped Amon Ross and Brown's name in my notes, but he is probably, I, you know, I've been saying it for three consecutive weeks, the wide receiver one. He's finished three and then two. Greg, it's on to you. Brahma, yeah, I'm with you. Over Detroit to cover, Detroit to win. This is probably the most intriguing game fantasy-wise, and probably game-wise it's going to be wild, one of those wild ones. Should go down to the wire. And as far as fantasy, like there's no one that, is a bad play in this matchup. You want everyone from here uh, on both sides, Kirk Cousins on the Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, uh, even Adam Thielen trending up in the right direction right now. Uh, so you, you like him, I think, as a wide receiver too this week. Uh, I like him. Um, TJ Hawkinson, all, everyone on that side is going to be great. Uh, they're all – Kirk Cousins and Je- Jefferson should be ones at their position. On the Lions side, same with Jared Goff. He's, you know, been hot right now. Mike White just let this team up. Uh, you know, the, the Jared Goff is going to put up some high yardage numbers in this one. Uh, DeAndre Swift also playing well. He's trending up. I think it's, yeah, Jamal Williams, Monroe St. Brown. Uh, DJ Shark even is, a I think, a deeply flex play. Um, yeah, there's literally everyone in this game is should have some value in this game. Uh, I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, this is going to be a fantastic game from a fantasy perspective. Um, 
All right, let's move on to this next game here. And let me pull up before we get into this matchup because we did talk about the weather being a factor earlier in the week, and I was looking into it as we talk about the 7-5 and five New York Jets traveling to Buffalo to take on the 9-3 and three Buffalo Bills where this game has a 44.5 point total and the Buffalo Bills are 9.5 point home favorites. In terms of the weather, uh, looks like there's going to be a mix of rain and snow potentially in this game. Um, Sunday afternoon, there's not going to be much wind, so it's not a major concern according to weather analyst Kevin Roth for Roto Grinders. So um, just, again, something to watch there as we make these fantasy decisions here. Uh, but in terms of the injuries for Buffalo, uh, Von Miller was placed on injured reserve after suffering a knee injury on thanks in the Thanksgiving game a few weeks ago. Um, was said to not be season ending. He did not tear his ACL was the initial thought, but when they were, um, I guess they ended up discovering an injury to his ACL, which requires surgery. So he will be out for the year, miss the rest of the season there. So that's a huge blow for the, for the bills defense linebacker, Matt Milano. He has been a DMP, I think practice in limited fashion later in the week dealing with a knee injury. So he's, he's highly questionable. Again, that's a, another big blow potentially for the Bills' defense. And then center Mitch Morris, he's questionable. Our offense tackle Dave Questenberry, he's also questionable. And then I believe um, – oh, yeah, Reggie Gilman, the fullback, he's out. And there was one more other – one more player that I forgot that was out. But um, for the New York Jets, Max Mitchell, he is out. Uh, has placed on the NFI. He will miss the rest of the year after the team found blood clots uh, in in his leg. And then um, uh, Michael Clemens, the defensive end, he is highly questionable after missing practice all week with an illness. Uh, in terms of the game here, Greg, where are you where are you going? I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Jets to cover, but I'm gonna take the Bills to win. Um, on the, uh, jet side, you know, both teams, you know, defenses, uh, vulnerable, but, you know, and in Buffalo, AFC divisional game, uh, might be a little tougher. Um, but on the, the bill side, Josh Allen, QB one, of course, uh, Devin Singletary and James Cook. I mean, you know, right now, James Cook is trending in a, in a, in a better direction right now. I think he's the running back. I would want to start uh, of the two. Um, I think they're both in that, uh, you know, high in RB three territory but i think james cook give you the rb2 day um as far as the receivers stefan diggs wide receiver one uh gabe davis uh you know wide receiver three uh isaiah mckenzie you know deep league flex option um, but always has that opportunity to boom uh, in the last couple of games been definitely more involved um and on the jet side mike white quarterback stream of the week you're you're, you're playing if you definitely need a quarterback especially in this week where six teams on by so uh, if you need an option Besides Jared Goff, yeah, I think he's you know the next guy on up to up top. Um, Michael Carter should be back, uh, so him and Solomon Knight are kind of like the Devin Singletary, James Cook. Uh, I think uh, one of them has a higher upside in this game. I think it's still with Solomon Knight playing so well in the last couple of weeks. I think he's going to continue to get some opportunity. I think both are in that low end RB two territory though as well. Um, 
the receivers, Garrett Wilson, a lock. He's a must-start option, a wide receiver one, uh, especially in this game where the, the Jets are going to have to put up some points and put in the air more. Uh, and they have been with Mike White. So I uh, like him and then Corey Davis as well uh, as a, as a low-end flex um, with Tyler Conklin as a streaming tight end. Yeah, I uh, also took the over here, also took the Jets to cover, also took the Bills to win this game. Josh Allen, QB1, uh, he made it as a QB1 last time, you know, with his legs rushing for two touchdowns. The matchup's tough, but you're you're not benching Josh Allen, no, no, no chance. Uh, Stephon Diggs, he's a wide receiver one. Uh, you know, again, you're going to play your guys. The matchup's tough. Had a good game against them last time, but a lot of that came on, on you know, one play. Uh, but, again, you're not going to bench him. You know, saw what Justin Jefferson did last week. Uh, you know, so you, you're kind of hoping he gets enough targets and, you know, maybe even gets in the end zone there to, to be productive. James Cook, I'm with you. Uh, you know, people think that might, last week might have been a little bit random and that they'll go back to Singletary. I don't think you, you know, at this stage in the game, you can put James Cook back in the box, right? Like, yeah, it, you, yeah. you've already, like, he, he led the team in touches last week, had 20 touches in the in the game against New England. Like, you don't do that and then see how productive he was. Not to say take anything away from Devin Singletary, but, you know, they drafted – James Cook, you know, he had the hot hand that day. Maybe it's one of those things, but I'm I'm going to bank on the talent here of James Cook and 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 just trust that that wins out. So I would play James Cook. I mean, with them being nine-and-a-half-point favorites, you, there's a world where you can convince yourself to play Devin Singletary, but I, I don't think that I could do that. Um, so, I, you know, eh, well, I could do that as like an RB3, Right, yeah, I would put yeah, yeah. Singletary as an RB three, and then James Cook as you know m- maybe a high end RB two. Uh, Gabe Davis probably going to take a seat for me this week. I, I never say that with Gabe Davis, but it's just he's so boomer bust, which we we typically, you know, I know I typically embrace that, you know, because those those high upside that you know the high upside games that he might have, but I don't think that he's going to have one of those those days against the Jets here, wasn't able to do that last time they played. So, uh, you know, I'll probably have him take a seat. And then for the Jets side, I think Garrett Wilson, he's a wide receiver one. You know, there's no way you could put him on the bench right now, Not especially not the way he's playing with Mike White. Uh, Zonovan Knight, you know, I think he's – you know, the, the Jets coaches have talked about it. He's earned a role in the offense. You know, he brings a different element than maybe even Michael Carter – He's the probably the best running back in, you know, on the roster right now, uh, you know, considering Brees Hall's injury. And his, he brings the closest things to uh, what Brees brought in terms of, you know, his physicality and even his 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 speed in the open mm-hmm. field. Um, so I, I think Bam Knight is going to continue to lead the team in touches. So I would have him as you know a high end rb2 the last time the jets won this game it was on the back of michael carter and james robinson running the football so uh, michael carter is going to be involved as well but you know he'll be an rb3 in his first game back for me uh 
Mike, Mike White, you know, I've got him down as a, you know, a, a QB two on the week, um, you know, six teams on by it's, it's a, it's a, you know, mid QB two, but I, you know, the matchup we've talked about this plenty of times, like the matchup here is, is, is definitely one that I'm, I'm not going to shy away from, uh, but you know, uh, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, you know, if those guys are available, I, I'm definitely going those guys over Mike White. And then, uh, again, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, um, you know, I think both guys have opportunities. Corey Davis saw more targets last week, uh, you know, but Elijah Moore, I think, is going to, you know, make some plays in, in the in the slot as well. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens this week. But, I, you know, those guys are more of like desperation, flex, uh, you know, DFS plays for me. Word. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, the – Eight and four Baltimore Ravens traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the five and seven Pittsburgh Steelers, where this game has a 36 and a half point total. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are three point home favorites in this one. In terms of weather, it's expected to be rainy in this game. In terms of injuries, Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson, he's doubtful with a knee. I don't know why the Baltimore Ravens just don't set him to out because it would make it a lot easier for me to manage my fantasy team. Uh, but Patrick Queen. He says he expects to play after dealing with a thigh injury. He was carted off with what looked like to be a knee injury, uh, but turns out he he could only you know end up actually not having to miss a game. And then news that you know came out earlier this morning: J.K. Dobbins was activated off of the injured reserve, so he's eligible to play this week. Um, you know, could be active. I assume he'd be active, but. You know, that's that's the case there. And then for Pittsburgh, wide receiver Deontay Johnson, he's he was limited dealing with a hip injury all week. And then Najee Harris, he, uh, you know, was dealing with an oblique, you know, the same oblique he suffered two weeks ago on Monday Night Football. But he uh, it, it expects to play. He practiced in limited fashion later in the week. And then T.J. Watt is questionable, uh, as well as a few other guys questionable there as well. Uh, in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the under, going to take Pittsburgh to cover, Pittsburgh to win. For Baltimore, Andrews is a top two option at the position. Huntley is my stream of the week. Uh, he's a QB2 for me. Uh, but, again, like I said, simply a floor play. Uh, um, Robinson is a wide receiver three, uh, but I'm not sure – or Demarcus Robinson, a wide receiver three, but I'm not sure he's, he's worth going after in, in this matchup with Tyler Huntley. Uh, although the matchup is pretty decent against the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers, but again, probably not worth it. Uh, at running back, Gus Edwards is an RB three. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I don't think I could trust him in his first game back, not in this fashion. And then for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris is an RB two. Deontay Johnson is a wide receiver three, and then Pickens is also a wide receiver three or four. Yeah, I'm gonna take. And Fryermuth is a tight end one. Word. Love it. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, Pittsburgh to cover and Pittsburgh to win. Uh, agree with you on that. Baltimore side, Tyler Huntley should uh, give you a nice safe floor. Definitely high in QB2 uh, with his legs, no matter what the score is. Um, as far as the running backs, uh, Gus is probably an RB3 uh, in this one. Um, not going to be a lot of offense in this one. Definitely looking towards the tight ends on both sides as being the main options. So Mark Andrews and then for Pittsburgh, uh, Pat Fryer moved both tight end ones. Um, and then running back Najee Harris, low on RB2 as he is you know, every week. 
uh, I'm solid RB2 every week. Um, you know, still hasn't missed a start. So he's out there for you available. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, if, you know, Deontay Johnson will give you maybe some type of floor, but I, it's, yeah, it's tough. Really tough, man. Really tough there. Um, all right, let's move on to this next game. The 11-1 and Philadelphia Eagles traveling to MetLife to take on the 7-4-1 New York Giants. This game has a 45.5 point total where the Philadelphia Eagles are 6.5 point road favorites in terms of injuries for the New York Giants. Richie James, who was dealing with a knee injury earlier in the week, uh, seems like he's good to go. For Philadelphia, Quez Watkins, he was dealing with a shoulder. He's questionable, and Kazir White is also questionable, uh, the linebacker there. In terms of the matchup, or also for the Giants, sorry, I forgot to mention, uh, Saquon Barkley, he's highly questionable with the, with a neck injury. They say he's 50-50 to play. He could, um, you know, he's probably going to end up being a game-time decision, so they say. So uh, definitely, uh, if that happens, Matt Breida would be the starter, and so something that you would want to, you know, monitor as the week goes, or, you know, as we get closer to Sunday, but I would, I would make sure to, to pick up and roster uh, Najee Harris. I think um, the uh, Edward, Edwin Poros said that I think going back to 2006, you know, doctor of physical therapy, Edwin Poros, he said going back to 2006, like only 17 running backs have got, have showed up with a, on the injury report with a neck injury and like not missed any time. So, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the sample size is on that, but it just seemed like it was something significant. So, um, you know, I, I, I would make sure I have Matt Breeder roster, but Greg, where are you going with this game? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I've always have that plan. Be ready. Um, I'm going to take the under, uh, I'm going to take the Eagles to cover Eagles to win. Uh, I think, you know, it'll be divisional game, close game in the first half. I think Eagles will pull away towards the end. Uh, on the Eagles side, Jalen Hurts, QB1, top two, top three option every week. Uh, you're, you're playing him. Miles Sanders, RB2 option. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Uh, A.J. Brown, wide receiver one. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, wide receiver two. Uh, you know, they should be explosive uh, as usual. Um, and then as far as – that's it for, you know, the Eagles side. Um, as far as the um, Giants side. Dane Jones, same analysis every week. You know, fall into that that QB one borderline QB one with his legs. No matter who he's playing, the the defense there, uh, Eagles defense should cause some havoc though for sure. So they might be the play out of uh, everyone in this game. Um, and then as far as the receivers, there's really no one I trust outside of that. I'm pass catcher is Danny Bellinger. That's all I want. Yeah. Um... Daniel Jones, like you said, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to take the the under. I'm going to take Philly to cover, Philly to win. Uh, Daniel Jones, again, QB1, um, like you like you said, and we say every week, could fall into that QB1 finish. Uh, Darius Slayton, uh, wide receiver two or three. The matchup's not great with Philadelphia here, but the Giants really don't have any other options when it comes to to pass catchers, so he he's really Mr. Necessary. Um Obviously, the three for sure. Uh, Saquon Barkley, if he can go, I think the matchup is nice. He'd be an RB1 if he could go. But, uh, you know, Matt Breida, I think he'd be like an RB2, an RB3 potentially if 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 Saquon doesn't go. 
Uh, Ballinger, he's obviously in play as a tight end one. Uh, should see, you know, targets again on someone else who's necessary there for the Giants. And then for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, he is uh or the QB one. I mean, I, I really don't see how he, he doesn't finish as yeah. a you know top two option at the position, like you said. And then let's Kirk Smith, and, and and Jared Goff get it one and two. <laughs> that that would be nice. Something that will. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, I guess. Uh, Smith and Brown, they're both top 10 options for me at the wide receiver position. And Amal Sanders, he's an RB1, uh, has, a, has a great matchup here against the Giants, uh, who struggled against running back. So, um, yeah, definitely an intriguing NFC East matchup there. Uh, let's move on to an AFC North matchup here. The 5-7 and seven Cleveland Browns traveled to Cincinnati to take on the uh, eight and four Cincinnati Bengals. This game has a 47 and a half point total where the Cincinnati Bengals are six point favorites in terms of the weather. Uh, no weather concerns in this game. In terms of injuries, Joe Mixon, full participant in practice, dealing with a concussion. He seems like he's on track to play and good to go. Hayden Hurst, he is doubtful with the calf injury, not expected to play there. And then for Cleveland, David Njoku, the tight end, he's uh, limited with a knee questionable uh david bell he is been limited with a thumb injury he's also questionable and then miles garrett he's he's questionable as well uh in terms of the the matchup here i'm gonna take the under i'm gonna take cincinnati to cover cincinnati to win in terms of the fantasy matchups for cincinnati joe mixon again seems on track to be back and just in time for a great matchup I don't know, man. It's tough because I feel like, you know, there was reports that it's going to be just his backfield and, and you know, P. Ryan's going to take a back seat. But it kind of feels like he, he probably earned more work. I don't know. You know, we'll we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, you I, you can't you can't play him un, unless you feel like you have to necessarily um, and, and you're desperate. But uh, T. Higgins, he's he's a wide receiver one for the for the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow, QB one. I think Chase, you know, his first game back, he seemed healthy. So, you know, I would anticipate him being a wide receiver one as well. And then for the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb, he's an RB1. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he's a low-end QB QB2. Amari Cooper, he's been dealing with a hip injury. Uh, so that hasn't been great, but he's expected to play. So he's a, a wide receiver two. And David Njoku, if he can go, he's a tight end one. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, the under. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover, but Cincinnati to win. Uh, on Cincinnati side, Joe Barrow, QB1, uh, been on the tear of late. Uh, you know, just, yeah, again, continuing that consistency tear towards the end of the season, getting his guys back. Joe Mixon, uh, I love him as well. I think he's a high in RB1. I mean, I think the moment he comes in, he's taking all of his role back, I, I believe. Uh, getting all that, that work back. I think Cleveland is just used to, I mean, Cincinnati is used to giving most of the volume to, to one player. Um, as far as the other players, uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver one, T Higgins, uh, borderline wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two. Uh, and as far as, you know, Tyler Boyd, uh, with Jamar Chase being back, uh, you know, he was already not, you know, being a high upside play with, without uh, Jamar Chase. So I think he's at best, you know, wide receiver four. Um, on the Cleveland side, uh, Deshaun Watson hopefully can bounce back from last week. I think he's, you know, in that 
I'm gonna rank him around you know QB 13, QB 14 range. Uh, uh, so he can have potential to be a QB one, but uh, he's a high in QB two. Um, as far as the running backs, uh, Nick Chubb, RB one, Kareem Hunt, RB three, uh, receivers, mm, Mark Cooper, wide receiver one, and then David Njoku. Yeah, I like him as a tight end one. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, Deshaun has a better performance on the field this week. Yeah, you want that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on to this next matchup here. The 4-8 and eight Jacksonville Jaguars traveled to Tennessee to take on the 7-5 and five Tennessee Titans, who are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. This game has a 42-and-a-half-point total. In terms of whether we're okay there, in terms of injuries, Trevor Lawrence looked like he suffered a foot or an ankle injury, but it turns out it was a toe injury, and then he didn't practice all week until Friday. So he uh, definitely is 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 he's on track. It seems to play, but you know something that could limit him in in you know certain ways and whatnot. Uh, Zay Jones, he was limited with a chest injury all week. Chad Muma, the the rookie linebacker, he is out with an ankle injury. Andrew Sisco, the safety, is limited with a shoulder. And then for Tennessee, Traylon Burks, he's out with that concussion injury. And then Ryan Tannehill, he is uh he was limited with an ankle. Greg, where are you leaning with this matchup? Taking the under, um, taking Jacksonville to cover. I'm gonna take Jacksonville to win. Uh on the Jacksonville side, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think, has an excellent matchup. I mean, as far as the QB, as far as uh, the receivers on the outside, uh, you know, Tennessee has a really bad secondary. So I think Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, Zay Jones able to go. I was in a good spot here. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is a QB one. Christian Kirk is a wide receiver one. Uh, Jay Jones, I think, is a, uh, you know, solid wide receiver two in this matchup if he's able to go. Uh, and as far as the tight end, Evan Ingram, uh, you know, he's also in play as well um, on Jacksonville as a good streaming tight end on the Tennessee side. Derrick Henry, of course, you're playing him every week as a high in RB1. Uh, and there'll be no trailing Burks. So maybe Robert Woods could be used as a little bump for some flex intrigue. Um, but that's about it. And also on the Jacksonville side, Travis Etienne is in play for sure. Awesome. Uh, I am going to take the over. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. I'm going to take Tennessee to win. Uh, if, if Obviously, if Trevor Lawrence is healthy, I think he's a QB1 on, on the higher end. Christian Kirk, he's a wide receiver one, has a fantastic matchup, uh, as does Zay Jones, who disappointed last week. But I, I think I'd be willing to play him this week You know, as a wide receiver too. Um, Travis Etienne. Yeah, he's in play as an as an RB two or three. He's been hasn't been you know as on fire as he was when he when he first you know took over the starting job. But mm-hmm. he's uh you know he's definitely somebody that's explosive and can make big plays. So definitely want him in your lineup for Tennessee. Tannehill has a has a fantastic matchup. I know I said earlier in the week if Traylon Burks doesn't go, like I would be you know less inclined to start Tannehill. But I still think he has. A, a really good matchup here. Um, and I think I would be willing to throw him out there as a, a low end QB one 
for Tennessee, Derrick Henry, he's he's an RB one. This this matchup is absolutely phenomenal here for for Derrick Henry. Uh, Austin Hooper, he's my stream of the week. I think he has you know tight end one upside, and especially with Traylon Burks out, I think that means more opportunities for him there as well. Uh, don't know which wide receiver I would lean to uh, without Burks. Uh, maybe. Nick Westbrook Akine would probably be the guy I would I would look towards in that instance. Um, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Robert Woods either. Yeah. All right, let's move on to this next matchup. The one ten and one Houston Texans travel to Dallas to take on the nine and three Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 44 and a half point total where the Dallas Cowboys are 17 point favorites. Because of what they did on Sunday, was well, Sunday night, Monday. Oh man! And cold. what the what the <laughs> Texans did <laughs> against the Browns. Yeah. Um, for this uh, this game's in a dome, so no weather concerns for Dallas in terms of the injuries. Tyron Smith, he's eligible to return from the injured reserve, uh, having dealt with that knee injury. So that's good news there. Uh, they have a few guys questionable. On, on offense or on defense rather. And then for Houston, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks and Derek Stingley are all out with a foot, a calf, and a hamstring, respectively. A few other guys questionable there. So that's definitely a blow there. Kyle Allen, who came in for a benched Davis Mills, is going back to the bench after two games for the previously benched Davis Mills. Remember when I said why are they benching? Remember yeah. when I said why why are they putting Kyle Allen? Yeah. Like what is the point? Like what's the purpose? No point. Yeah, yeah. definitely and, glad that Davis Mills is there. And after Sorry. two games, they they saw that there was no point. Uh in terms of the uh the game here, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Houston to cover. I can't take Houston to cover. I'm gonna take Dallas to cover. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take Dallas to win. Uh, for Dallas, CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver, too. Tony Pollard is an RB1. Zeke is an RB2. Uh, not really into Dak Prescott this week. You know, Houston, they've been good against quarterbacks. I'm just not going to do it. Um, for Houston, Damian Pierce is an RB3. And then that's it. Play your Dallas defense, though, and enjoy the yes, enjoy, enjoy every minute of it. Yep. Dallas defense, for sure. It's defense start of the week. Uh I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I want to take the under last week as well, but, but the you know Dallas just might run it up again. So I think I'm gonna take the over. Actually, I'm gonna take Dallas to cover. <laughs> Dallas to win. Uh, yeah, on the Dallas side, Dak. Uh, you know he's been putting up uh, you know passing touchdowns. Just the yards are not there, and this car gonna be another game where he doesn't really need to go hard. So yeah, I'm I'm having him as a you know safe floor, uh, high in QB two. Um, I think he's still. A little playable, uh, but because first half they might go off. Tony Pollard, though, Zeke, the running back, should be used for sure. I think both of them could finish in that RB1 territory, but Tony Pollard has a more upside. Um, TD Lamb, wide receiver one. Michael Gallup, uh, low end flex. Dalton Schultz, tied in one. And then on Houston side, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Damian Pierce, that's it. Solid wide receiver, I, solid RB two. I just, I just think, see if they're going to score a touchdown if they're going to be able to be score offense touchdown. 
so the Houston Texans have only allowed two quarterbacks to go oh three quarterbacks to go over 20 points that would be Justin Herbert Jalen Hurts and then your your boy Daniel Jones wow yeah so it's a little tough it's a little tough I mean granted you, we say that, but then it's like, well, who else have they played? You know, the Colts, the Broncos. So oh, yeah, the, the, the <laughs> way to beat them is to run that ball. So that's oh, like, yeah. But I think they've – there was a stat. I don't know if it's still true to this point. Uh, like, I, I, it must be true to this point. They've allowed – they've they've caught more interceptions than they've allowed touchdown passes. <laughs> So the Houston pass defense has been pretty it's been pretty good. They've got good players in the secondary. Um so I yeah, it's just and plus with the teams being able to run the football like you said, right? Like what yeah. like why even go into that fire when you could just yeah. run the football down their throats. So I thought you were going to say they have more interceptions than passing touch like catching touchdowns on the offensive end. Oh no! No, no, their defense has <laughs> more interceptions than opposing quarterbacks have scored touchdowns on them. So, um, all right, let's move on to this next game, which, if you asked us three months ago, we couldn't wait for this game, and wanted all of our pieces to be in this game, and we would stack- an AFC West like championship uh, battle right here, pretty much, and we would stack it in DFS and all this stuff, and. Anyway, the nine and three Kansas City Chiefs traveled to Denver to take on the three and nine Denver Broncos, where this game has a 43 and a half point total, and the Kansas City Chiefs are eight and a half point home favorites. In terms of injuries, or in terms of weather, actually, the weather's okay, but in terms of injuries, wide receiver for Denver, Cortland Sutton, he's out with a hamstring injury. Jerry Judy, he's was removed from the injury report, having dealt with that ankle injury. Few other guys questionable, but they seem to be good to go there. Mm-hmm. For KC, uh, Kadarius Tony, he's out with the hamstring injury. Um, Nick Bolton questionable with a with a groin after being limited. Greg, where are you uh, leaning with this matchup here? I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to cover. Chiefs to win on the Chiefs side. Patty Mahomes, you know he's gonna be a QB one as usual. Uh, Pacheco. I think it's a solid RB2 in this matchup. Jeremy McKinnon, uh, a like low and fl- uh, deeply flex. Uh, if you're, you know, 16 on by, I think he, he is in play as a top 30 play this week. Um, as far as the receivers, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, RB, I mean, wide receiver three. Uh, Travis Kelsey, best pass catcher on the team, best pass catcher on the field right now. So uh, he's a tight end one. Uh, on Denver side, all I want is. Jared Judy and Greg Dosich, and that's it. Jared Judy's a wide receiver two. She's going if she's going. Dosich is a borderline tight end one, and that's it. I don't care what the matchup is; they could be playing a flag football defense. I don't want to play Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. I, I don't want it. Oh, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Denver to cover. I'm gonna take Kansas City to win. For Denver, Russell Wilson has quarterback one upside. <laughs> he had it against the Raiders game, and he didn't do anything. Like, nah, I don't want it. I don't want it. But, uh, but, but 
the only thing that I could think about this is that you don't have a choice, right? Like you're not there's not Derek Carr on the other side. Like it's Patrick Mahomes. He's gonna score almost every time he touches the football. Uh-huh. So you have to keep pace, right? Like or just get blown out, which they will, you know. You think they'll yeah. get blown out? Oh man. Uh I mean, I, I mean they're home. I mean they're home, so <laughs> we got that going for them. Uh it's 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 definitely one that is gonna be hard to stomach, right? Like throwing Russell Wilson out there is gonna be hard to stomach. But I think in a super flex league, he is a fine option as your quarterback two. He has some quarterback one upside purely because the Chiefs are not great against against quarterbacks, right? If, if I look at this, pull this up as your quarterback my, uh, two, so I- so you got you got Tyler Huntley out there, yo Brock Purdy, yo you know you know <laughs> <laughs> Brock Purdy. <laughs> Kansas City has allowed the ninth most fantasy points to the quarterback position over their last three games. Has Denver and played the Chiefs this year? No, they play them okay. this week and then they play them in two weeks. Gotcha. I, quarterback one upside. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm a, that's it. But Lat Murray. Has RB1 upside. Jerry Judy has wide receiver two upside. I think Greg Dulcich is a tight end two with some tight end one upside uh, for Kansas City. See, I don't speak in anything about absolutes when it comes to Denver. I just talk about what the upside is. So generous of you. Uh, For Kansas City, Mahomes is a top two option at the uh, the quarterback position. Travis Kelsey, he's most likely the tight end one. Uh, Pacheco, he's an RB3, I think, with RB2 upside. Uh, McKinnon, I think he's an RB3. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is probably the wide receiver that I would trust uh, of this group, uh, but he's going to be a wide receiver three for me. All right, that's that's, that's enough of that game. Let's move on to this next one. The 4-8 and eight Carolina Panthers travel to Seattle to take on the 7-5 and five Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 43.5-point total, where the Seattle Seahawks are 3.5-point home favorites. In terms of the weather, possible rain in this game. In terms of injuries, Carolina running back Deontay Foreman, he was questionable with a foot coming into the week, but he looks like he's good to go. There's a few other guys questionable there for Carolina. Uh, for Seattle, Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas all were DMPs pretty much the whole week. And in true Pete Carroll fashion, mm-hmm. uh, says that they both have a chance to play and they will both be game time decisions. Travis Homer, he's limited with a knee injury. Will Disley, he's a DMP with a calf. And Marquise Goodwin, he's a DMP with a hand. And our guy, Greg, the original. Mr. Necessary, Wayne Gallman, was signed to the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. So we'll see what happens. If he's activated Sunday morning from the practice squad or elevated either Sunday morning or even Saturday night, then you there's a, a reasonable expectation that, I, that these running backs and Kenneth Walker, DJ Dallas – uh, don't don't play in this game, uh, but Greg, I am going 
to take the over here. I'm going to take Carolina to cover. I will take Carolina to win this game. Okay. Uh, for Carolina, DJ Moore is a wide receiver two. Deontay Foreman, a running back two. Uh, he's got a great matchup. Terrace Marshall has some wide receiver three, uh, four intrigue in, in deeper leagues. For Seattle, Geno Smith, he's a top 10 option at the position. Uh, matchup is relatively tough, but he's he's done well all year outside of, of maybe one game against Tampa Bay. Uh, DK and, and Lockett, their wide receiver ones. Uh, with the injuries at the running back position, they, they might have to look at these pass catchers a bit more. So I, I think that, you know, that could lead to more opportunities for them. Kenneth Walker, the third, if he can go, which I doubt he does, but if he can, he I will treat him as an RB2. If not, Tony Jones, um, you know, I don't, I don't think DJ Dallas goes either. So I would think it would be a committee between Tony Jones Jr. and Travis Homer. Travis Homer's typically, you know, mostly been a, uh, he's mostly been a, a, you know, third down back. So I would expect Tony Jones to, to really be the guy. But like I said, maybe they throw the football a little bit more like they did last week, you know, after adjusting in game. Uh, but yeah, that's really it for me. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle to – I'm going to take Carolina to cover, but Seattle to win. Uh, I think it's a field goal game for sure. Um, on the Seattle side, Geno Smith, I think he's a QB1, uh, mid-range QB1. Uh, like, if Kenneth Walker can't go – if he can't go, obviously, you know, he's a he's a borderline RB1, uh, strong RB2 for sure. Um, if he can't go, that does, you know, make it a little tough for who to play because they're probably going to use a little bit of everybody. Uh, in that sense, um, I think you know one of them could one of these guys could have a you know RB three RB two day. Uh, just not sure who it is. Maybe you know maybe I would, DJ Dallas has the most like experience with the team like uh, previous season. So uh, if you know, I think I, he could be a speculative add and play if, if uh, Kenneth Walker can't go. Uh, as far as the receivers, DK wide receiver one, Tyler Lockett wide receiver two, uh, Noah Fan my tight end shooting week, so he's uh, in play as well. Um, on the Panther side, um, I'm just really looking forward to playing Deontay Foreman and DJ Moore. Deontay Foreman being a RB2 and uh, DJ Moore also being a, a wide receiver too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's move on to this next game here, 425 p.m. The 6-6 six and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to San Fran to take on the 8-4 and four San Francisco 49ers. This game has a 37 and a half point total. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are three and a half point road underdogs. Can't believe we were robbed of Tom Brady v. Jimmy G. Uh, but, you know, this is what it is. Uh, in terms of the injuries for San Fran, CMC, he's been limited with the knee injury. So, um, you know, definitely that's something I think McCaffrey's been dealing with. So just continue to, to monitor that. But Debo Samuel, he was limited with a quad. Nick Bosa DMP with a hamstring. Eric Armstead questionable with a with a uh, with a foot and ankle. And then for Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette he was limited with a with a foot injury. Antoine Winfield he's questionable with an ankle. And then Tristan Wirfs he's out of this game. So in terms of this matchup, Greg, where are you going? I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Tampa to cover, but I'm gonna take CAA San Fran to win. I don't know how they do it. But they're just so well coached. They just find ways to do it, and their defense is it's pretty good. Uh, but on Tampa side, 
I, you know, if Leonard Fournette can go, uh, even if he does, I do like Rashad White, more upside. He's been hot right now. Uh, RB2, uh, Chris Godwin, borderline wide receiver one. He's been trending up a lot in, in the last couple of weeks, uh, being, I think, the receiver I want in this offense. Mike Evans is a lower-end wide receiver two. Uh, and on the San Fran side, um, Chris McCaffrey, wide receiver, I mean, RB1, you know, top five play every week if he's, if he's in there. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's a you know wide receiver two for me. Brandon Ayuk, uh, top thirty play, and George Kittle is a tight end one. Um, but yeah, I think slight bump to down for everybody. I mean, things should be a low scoring game, very defensive minded game. I'm gonna take the under. Gonna take Tampa Bay to cover. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay to win the game. Um, I don't know, man. I just it's hard for me to get. I, I need to see Brock Purdy do it again, like after not coming in in the middle of a they game. They don't need a quarterback, yo. They don't need a quarterback. I know they just they play. play they play offers. around the quarterback. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to get it done without a quarterback, but they they do. Um. Yeah, so with that being said, for San Fran, uh, CMC, he's an RB1. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's – I think we see Debo actually go back to being the focal point again uh, along with CMC uh, because you do have Brock Purdy, and one of the ways they, they do play around the quarterback is is to, to get it in the hands of playmakers and count on yards after catch. So I think Debo Samuel, um, he probably gets a, a bump, so I would I – would, play him as a wide receiver too. I think Kittle, he's a tight end one. Uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, I've been a big proponent of him over Debo for for much of the, the latter half of the year. But I this week, I, you know, with Purdy, I think he's going to be a wide receiver three or four. Uh, I think, you know, like we talked about, they're going to be depending on those yards after catch. Uh, not that Ayuk can't do that, but that's definitely Debo's strength. And we've talked about this, you know, agnosium when they want to throw the football, it, it, the offense goes through Ayuk at that point. He's the more traditional, you know, wide receiver. You know, when they want to get the ball down the field, they're looking to him. And I don't think they're going to be trying to look to get the ball down the field with Brock Purdy playing quarterback. So uh, Purdy is a, a lower-end QB2 uh, in, in super flex leagues for me. Uh, for Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin, he's a wide receiver one. Mike Evans is a, a wide receiver two. Rashad White, he's an RB2. Um was wasn't a timeshare last week, but Fournette, who's also an RB two, but if Fournette misses time with this foot injury that uh, you know he popped he popped up for late in the week, then you know Rashad White is closer into the RB one territory, and I I don't think I've said Brady's name for weeks, so um, no need yeah. to no no need to. Um, all right, let's move on to this next matchup. Sunday night football. We've got the eight and four LA Rams. Got a good one here. Finally. Eight and four Miami Dolphins traveling to LA to take on the six and six LA Chargers. This game has a 51 and a half point total where the Miami Dolphins are two and a half point road favorites in this one. In terms of injuries for the LA Chargers, Derwin James, he was DMP on Thursday. Uh, definitely not a good sign. Uh, looks like he's on track to miss the game here. There's a few other guys questionable for the Chargers, but for Miami, Jalen Waddle, he was a full participant in practice with that fibula injury. Uh, so that's good news there. 
Tua is questionable with an ankle. Teddy Bridgewater, he's limited with a knee. In terms of the matchups here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Miami to cover. I'm going to take Miami to win. Uh, for the L.A. Chargers, Eckler, he's an RB1. Herbert is a QB1. Keenan Allen, he's a wide receiver one. Mike Williams in his first game back is a high upside wide receiver three. I mean, he's got definite, definite upside for more than that. Uh, you know, the matchup's great. Again, it's just his first game back. Not really sure what to expect and what his usage will be. Uh, but Palmer is interesting as a wide receiver three, four flex option. Uh, Gerald Everett, he's a tight end one, but I, I say that reluctantly. Um, from Miami, two is a top five option. Uh, Tyreek Hill, he's in a great spot, but I, I don't think the spots matter with him anymore. Uh, Waddle, he's a wide receiver too. Uh, Mostert or Wilson, uh, uh, I, it's Mostert or you know, Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson. I think I will lean Wilson, uh, but I think you can play both and, and expect RB3 slash flex production from them. Yeah, for sure. Besides, you know, the that Minnesota-Detroit game, this one has a lot of fantasy relevance as well. I'm taking over, taking Miami to cover, Miami to win. Uh, on both sides, though, a lot of plays. Uh, definitely intriguing. On the Dolphins side, you like to uh, uh, love to a QB1. I agree with you. Uh, between the running backs, they're both, I think, solid RB2 plays, lower-end RB2 plays. Uh, I think they both have great matchups, so um, one of them is going to have a possibly RB one uh, RB one day. Um, it's tough. I'll give the slight slightest advantage to Jeff Wilson, uh, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver one, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver one. Um, as far as the Chargers side, love Herbert, QB one, uh, Eckler, RB one. Uh, same with you in the receivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are both in play. Mike Williams being back, Keenan Allen being a wide receiver one. Jared Everett, this man has had the best schedule, tight end schedule of all time. Like, I feel like every week he's had a great matchup. Uh, and he, last week, he, you know, came through finally. Uh, I think he is back on track to have a good play, uh, be have a good start. Uh, and, and that's it. Yeah, it should be very entertaining Sunday night game, though. I wonder who's underperformed in good matchups more this year, Gerald Everett or Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. It's still Russell Wilson. You think so? Yeah, because he's a he's a quarterback. Like you're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to get points, bro. Like that's what you do. Like, oh man, this man has had two straight games. He haven't reached 190 passing yards. Like in Fanduel, when you start to bet, they don't start lower than that. Like you can't 200 passing yards is like what you're supposed to get, yo. <laughs> Come on, man. Like this is horrible, yo. So bad. His eight passing touchdowns to his five interceptions. Is he still at the windows yet? He still didn't get the, the – Oh, the bathroom? bathroom? The bathroom, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. He's He still has more bathrooms than he has touchdown passes. Yeah. He he legit might end the season. I think you said that earlier in the year. That he might end the season with more – with uh, still more bathrooms and touchdown passes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of time. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yo, what if he gets three this week? He's gonna get three this week. Was ah. three touchdowns this week. Oh man, yo! Here we go. Oh. Calling it yo. right now. Yo, he's in the oh, time number. If that happens. Number. I don't know if I could come on the show on Monday. If that happens, <laughs> <laughs> yo, that'd be crazy. 
Uh, all right, anything else you want to talk about with this game, Greg? No. This is the battle of Tua and Herbert, man. The the you know the same same draft class. The Dolphins fans were like, "Well, we should have took Herbert." Uh, I I also said that yeah 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 I should have took Herbert, but uh, I mean Tua has been impressive. Uh, you know he's really elevated his game. Uh, it looks yep. like one of one of the the top quarterbacks in football right now. So uh, this game is going to be definitely interesting. So we'll see what happens. Let's move on to this next matchup. The six and six New England Patriots travel to Arizona to take on the four and eight Arizona Cardinals. This game has a forty four and a half point total where the New England Patriots are one-and-a-half-point home favorites, or road favorites in this one, rather. In terms of the game here, uh, Greg, well, first let's talk about the 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 weather and the injuries. There seems like there's supposed to be possible rain, but they do have a, a retractable roof. I don't know if they're going to close it. There's a hotline you can call to see if they want to close it, but I didn't really have time for that. Uh, Arizona. In terms of injuries, Rondell Moore was DMP with a groin. I don't think he's going to play. Um, definitely tough there. Uh, but some injury uh, folks that I follow on on Twitter uh, believe that he could be back next week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, he's questionable with an illness. Uh, for New England, Jacoby Myers was downgraded midweek with a concussion. Um so he's DMP. I don't think he's going to play. Damian Harris, he's been a DMP with a thigh. Uh, Trent Brown, the offensive tackle is questionable with a uh, – I don't know exactly what he's questionable with. But then Jalen Mills, he's DMP with a groin. Uh, Greg, where are you going with this matchup here? Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Pats to cover, Pats to win. Um, on the Cardinals side, though, Kyler Murray is QB1 as long as he's playing and healthy. He's getting, hopefully getting healthier. So. He's a QB one. Um, even in would be a tough matchup. Um, as far as the other players, James Conner, he's a high end RB two. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, a solid wide receiver, like high end wide receiver two. Uh, obviously, always had that wide receiver one upside, but I think strong wide receiver two in this one with a tough matchup. Uh, Rondo Moore, I think is a wide receiver three. Uh, and then on the Pat side. Really, Ramadre Stevenson. That's really who I'm really love to play uh, as a as a high end RB one, um, and that's about. Yeah, I mean, Jacoby Myers is also could be in plays wide receiver three for me, but it's tough. I don't. Know, the Pats find ways to win with that running game and their defense. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't I don't think Jacoby Myers is gonna play. He's dealing with yeah downgraded midweek with a concussion. It's it's that seems uh, you know like it's like a slim chance of playing there but uh for me i'm gonna take the over here i'm gonna take arizona to cover i'm gonna take arizona to win uh kyler murray's a qb1 bill bill belichick's defenses they historically struggle against mobile quarterbacks um so you know kyler murray i think you know has some qb1 upside uh d hop has wide receiver one upside as always um, marquise brown i think he's a wide receiver too uh, again, like I said, I don't think Rondo Moore is going to go, uh, so wouldn't be counting on him. If Greg if Greg Dorch can go, I think he could help fill that fill that role. Uh, but we haven't seen how that role has been utilized with both DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Hollywood Brown active. So that's definitely something that 
uh, you know, keep an eye on. But one thing to monitor with Arizona is continue to stash Keontae Ingram. I know I say it every week, uh, but stash him ahead of this game, ahead of the playoff stretch. James Robinson or James Connor, rather, we know his injury history and, and his his uh, you know penchant for getting hurt. So, you know, Keontae Ingram, he's the only running back back there behind behind Connor. So, you know, again, continue to to just stash him. If you got the extra roster spot, if you earn the bye week, you know, drop your defense or your tight end or whatever. Um, if you don't need them or, you know, so on and so forth. So um, for New England, Ramondre, he's Ramondre Stevenson. He's an RB1. Uh, again, like I said, Jacoby Myers, he may not be available. Uh, so Hunter Henry, he's he's our preferred option, our preferred streaming option at the tight end position, has a fantastic matchup. I sure. think Johnu Smith even has some upside, uh, you know, that way as well. Uh, but, again, wouldn't fully bank on, on him either. That's more of like a DFS type play. Um, Greg, we haven't really talked much about this, but, you know, it's something I've constantly – been making fun of to my my friends that are Patriots fans. Uh, what are your thoughts on Matt Patricia calling uh, the Patriots offense? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't know why he would be. I mean, he has track record from being the defense coordinator on New England. He went to Detroit, struggled there, calling the offense and or you know managing the the, the offense there. Uh, the track record is not good for him. I don't understand why he would be coaching the offense on. New yeah, he he. You know, to your point, yeah. he failed as a head coach in 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 yeah. Detroit. Um, you know, took overtook a terrible. That offense was terrible. That team was terrible. Overtook a Detroit yeah. team that had just made the playoffs, and uh, you know uh, was pretty much ran it into the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and talent there on the team, so it's not like they didn't have talent. Yeah, yeah, and and so we end up here in a situation where he comes back to New England, and they hire him as a senior offensive assistant or an offensive assistant, and and here he is calling the offense. And Steve Wilkes is it Steve Wilkes? Or he was, he was the DC on New England the first time, right around. So, yeah, he'd always been the defensive coordinator for New England. He started crazy. he started as an offensive coach, I think, in early in his career, but he was hired by by Detroit to be the head coach because of his track record as a defensive coordinator. Yes. Yeah. Had never called plays at any level uh, <laughs> for offense. And uh Vance Joseph, my apologies, is the D coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, and they asked him about the offense, and he was saying, Yeah, it's a you know, a lot of bubble screens. Um, a lot of runs, a lot of short, uh, you know, quick short game. It's almost like a defensive guy is calling plays, and he's <laughs> with a smile. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh man, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty, so, that's pretty good. And it's yeah. not like I, yeah, I wouldn't be threatened by like that's not like bullets and board material for Mike Patricia because like what is he gonna do in like two days? <laughs> it is what it is. Right. Like, you start chucking it down the field. No, yeah, you imagine. <laughs> No, they ain't. No, you ain't. <laughs> oh, oh man. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, this has been something that, yeah, I have, I've been awaiting this this crashing and burning of of the Patriots' offense uh, essentially since we, we we found out that it was going to be some combination of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge that were going to be responsible for it. So, uh, yeah. 
Without further ado, though, Greg, let's get into starts of the week. So sure. why don't you start with your quarterback start of the week this week? Got to go with Captain Kirk, Kirk Cousins. You know, I had a, you know, last – the Thanksgiving matchup was amazing. But, you know, last coming off a tough week against that just defense and then the Dallas game uh, has been a – you know, two of the last three weeks have been pretty tough for Kirk. But I think he's going to get back to, to a QB1 level. Got Detroit. Uh, last game against Detroit, threw for 260 and two touchdowns. Uh, no picks, so a good matchup there. I think he's going to get his attempts up like he did last game. I think the high-scoring game is going to help him. Uh, yeah, he's he's in, he's in due for a great day. I like this one a lot. I, I I thought that I had a feeling that our our starts of the week were going to end up like this. That you would end up with Kirk Cousins, and that I would end up with with Jared Goff uh, going up against Minnesota in the same game. Over the last two weeks, Goff has been the quarterback nine in terms of fantasy points per game at the quarterback position, and now gets a fantastic matchup against Minnesota, who allowed the most fantasy points to the quarterback position over their last three games. Goff has Amon Ross St. Brown to throw the ball to, also has Shark, you know, DJ Shark, Josh Reynolds, and Jamison Williams now who's healthy to go along with Swift out of the backfield. I think the best is yet to come for Jared Goff this season and, you know, in a game with a massively high total, 53 and a half, the highest on the slate, I expect Goff to have a huge day here as a top 12 quarterback. Yeah, man. You got to love it. He's definitely been playing better this season. Uh, you know, on a, a better team, it's try as a whole. is getting respectable. I like it. Most definitely. Greg, who is that running back start of the week this week? Oh, man. Got to go with Tony Pollard going against Houston, one of the worst rush defenses in the league. And the fact that Tony Pollard's just been one of the hottest running backs in the league right now uh, over the last five games. You know, I get averaging 16, uh, you know, carries a game, getting right under 100 yard rushing yards per game. Got six touchdowns in the last five games total. Uh, I mean, rushing touchdowns, eight total because he got two receiving as well. So his man's been all around doing what he's got to do in, in every way. Uh, I think both running backs are uh, due for a good day, but Tony Pollard has got that upside. So I'm giving you all Tony Pollard. Yeah, I like that one a lot, Tony Pollard. Um... Yeah, I mean, he's – he's talk about making an impact, you know, at this point in the season, uh, you know, for for late for a later round draft pick there and Tony Pollard. Uh, for me, I'm going to take uh, – my running back start of the week this week is going to be Miles Sanders. Um, you know, Sanders is the RB13 on the season in terms of total PPR points at the running back position. Uh, you know, averaging more than than 14 points per game. He's been really solid. And, of course, it includes some spike weeks to go along with some some down weeks. But expecting a spike week here from Miles Sanders, who gets a matchup here against a Giants defense that allows the fifth most PPR points over their last three matchups to opposing running backs. Start Sanders with some confidence this week, who's got – a career high in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns thus far through just 12 games. So continue to to roll him out there and and expect a a huge week from him this week. Yes, sir. Greg, who's that wide receiver starter week this week? From Kirk Cousins, at quarterback, to Christian Kirk at wide receiver, man. Got to go against him against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Another uh, player with a good matchup. Uh, Tennessee Titans, very vulnerable in that secondary. Uh, and then Christian Kirk over the last two weeks or three weeks through the last three weeks, he's got over 100 yards receiving, uh, got two touchdowns, uh, game with two touchdowns in that. And that was well, the target share has just been very consistent throughout the entire season. 
as far as, you know, he's getting close to that 10 number every week. So uh, you, you love to see it. He's getting wide receiver one usage. Uh, and I think Trevor Lawrence with the excellent matchup as well is going to find his man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Christian Kirk was somebody I thought about. Uh, Garrett Wilson was somebody that I definitely thought about putting in this slot, but I think he's at a point now where. Oh, no, he he's not. He's. He's got to yeah, be. He's reached that. Yeah, Garrett, he's reached he's that like, point. He's got to be in your lineup every week. Yeah, bro. Uh, Garrett Wilson, a superstar, man. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Uh, but my wide receiver star of the week is actually somebody who, you know, was a, a somebody that Greg, you, you know, he was actually your bust and he was somebody I wanted to be my bust. Um, and I was going back and forth between him and another guy. Um, but again, I just, I can't quit him. It's my guy, DJ Moore going up against Seattle. Uh, DJ Moore has had a polarizing season again, struggled yes. early on, struggled early on in the year, came back to life and then proceeded to struggle again, but he's got his buddy back in Sam Darnold who, believe it or not, Moore is very productive with. He averages nine and a half targets, five and a half receptions, and 73 receiving yards when catching passes from Sam Darnold. All his stats are lower when not catching passes from Darnold since Darnold arrived to the Panthers in 2021. So this is good news for him. Uh, he now gets a matchup with Seattle, who – which is not one to shy away from, to say the least. They allow the seventh most PPR points to opposing wide receivers over their last three games. I think you can trust in DJ Moore to uh, help put you in the playoffs this week after, again, struggling early on in the year. Yeah, definitely like it. I mean, DJ Moore definitely had a very up-and-down season, but, you know, the quarterback has definitely had a lot to do with that, and I think, you know, this is a beneficial one for him. Definitely. Uh, Greg, I hope you took some Pepto-Bismol before this tight end start of the week here. Uh, or Yeah, know, man. Maybe you got some adult depends on uh, as, as you sit here and watch this one. Uh, well, who's your tight end start of the week, Greg? Got to go with Joe Everyman. I'm going with him. You have Miami. to. You don't have to. Sixteen's <laughs> on by, you know, like, you know, the usuals. But, uh, you know, I think he's solid. I already took Noah fans to stream. Uh, he's coming off probably one of the best weeks of the season. If not, actually, I think his best week of the season, uh, highest receiving yards at 80. Uh, that's, that's a season high, uh, you know, five receptions. I think he's going to, you know, kind of gain some momentum here uh, and get this against uh, the Dolphins defense. That's another outstanding matchup for tight end position. Uh, so, yeah, he should get it done in a high scoring game. Um, Justin Herbert getting it to him. If not, this this is it. I mean, this is really it for me. Like, honestly, didn't we say it was it like two weeks ago? I know ago? I did. I said it was it two weeks. All right, I'm, I'm back, back here. You're back. All right, I'm really right. back. Yeah. Now, now, like Russ, not, not Russ Wilson though. Never happening. <laughs> Never happening. Oh man. All right. What's more likely to happen this week? Uh, Gerald Everett, hundred receiving yards, or Russell Wilson, three touchdown passes? <laughs> That's really great. That's a great question. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jared Everett, 100 receiving yards. <laughs> Coming off a season high, 80, yo. You know, let's trend up. Then you get that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm busting your chops, man. This is on paper, mathematically, this is a this is a, a very good play. I just have some feelings about. Oh no, play. I'm yeah. No. <laughs> yo, the match has been Arizona, Miami. Like he's played everybody good for tight ends. 
Gerald Everett has taken the place of this next guy in in terms of like all my tight end hate has been taken off of this next guy and put on to Gerald Everett. My tight end start of the week is TJ Hawkinson going up against Detroit. And this one is all about 100% about the revenge game narrative. Like there's really nothing else to it. Was traded in the division, now faces his team for his former team for the first time. The matchup isn't even a good one. Uh, not as not as good as you might think. Detroit over the last three games allows the twenty third most PPR points to the tight end position. That is not a lot, uh, you know. But there are six teams on by, so you know, the, uh, you know, they they present a better matchup than they look like on paper. But when it comes to a tight end like Hawk, we don't really care so much for the matchup. Uh, he's a focal point in the offense. But after a couple of down weeks, I'm expecting him to bounce back in a nice way against his former team this week. Yeah, definitely love Hawk every week. Uh, definitely should be ready to play for his revenge game. Yes, sir. Uh, and now it's time for everybody's favorite game. Some get money. Thank you, Ching, baby. And uh got to look this up, but I'm pretty sure – is so you got time? that one slight. I did get the win last week. So it is I'm pulling it up, pulling it up. Tied 7-7. Seven, because seven. we played through 13 weeks, but we did do a Thanksgiving Day slate, which I wholeheartedly regret uh, having done <laughs> since you killed me because you took Josh Allen. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's tied 7-7. Seven, seven. We've got Five weeks left to go. Uh, let's see what happens. So, again, if you don't know, Get Money is a head-to-head FanDuel contest, a head-to-head DFS contest between Greg and myself. It's a snake-style draft. Um, once a player is selected, they're removed from the player pool, and Greg gets to pick first in odd weeks. I get first pick in even weeks. It is an even week, so I'm going to go ahead and take the first pick. And I say it every week. He is the wide receiver one. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and take him in the Monroe St. Brown, 8,600. Yep. Uh, that sounds about right. I was uh, going to do that. So I'm going to just pivot real quick to taking uh, – Uh well you got him now I'm I'll, I'll wait for it I'm gonna take a more important I'll take Tony Pollard first give me seventy five hundred we're all running back back out of the week thank goodness yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to um take Justin Jefferson in the same game as my wide receiver two for ninety three love, love it uh I'm gonna take Adam Thielen sixty four hundred. As my wide receiver one, I guess. First wide receiver I'm taking. I'm going to take. Hmm. Hmm. Sorry, I'm 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 realizing some things over here, making some realizations. Uh, I'm going to take Miles Sanders as my running back one, seventy one hundred, going up against the New York Giants for running back start of the week. Gonna take DeAndre Swift, seventy-two hundred as my RB two in that same game. The I'm gonna, 
I'm going to take uh, Zonovan Bam Knight as my RB2, 6,300, going up against Buffalo. Going to take Kirk Cousins at quarterback, 7,500. So every hopefully everything to Jefferson. Just, just eat up. Okay. I'm going to take uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, 3,800. Both of our defensive stream of the week. Uh, get them nice and cheap. Mm, yeah, I would definitely have that defense in there. So I'm going to have to pivot. Uh, but I'm going to take Christian Kirk, my wide receiver start of the week, 7,600. Slide him in there. I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take Garrett Wilson as my wide receiver three. 7,200 going up against Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to take at tight end Greg Dolchich, 5,400. In my flex, I'm going to take DJ Shark, 5,700, going up against Minnesota. Like it for sure. I'm going to take James Cook at my flex, 6,100. As my tight end, I'm going to go with Austin Hooper, my tight end stream of the week, who's 4,900. And my defense, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers at 3,600 going against Seattle. That's a good one. Definitely one that I considered. Uh, for my quarterback, my final pick, I'm going to go with my quarterback start of the week, Jared Goff, 7,100 going up against Minnesota. And I'm going to take, because I had a lot of money, Jamar Chase, my wide receiver one, 8,700. It was supposed to be Amara St. Brown, but, you know, it's all good. Yeah, this is actually really good for me. I didn't have to change my lineup. Um, I actually made one alteration, and that was by choice. So uh, my quarterback is my quarterback start of the week, Jared Goff, 7,100. My RB1, Miles Sanders, 7,100. My RB2 is Donovan Knight, 6,300. As my wide receiver one, Amon Ross St. Brown, 8,600, going up against Minnesota. As my wide receiver two, Justin Jefferson, 9,300 going up against Detroit. As my wide receiver three, I got Garrett Wilson, 7,200 going up against Buffalo. As my tight end, I've got Austin Hooper, 4,900 going up against Jacksonville, my tight end stream of the week. At um, my flex, I've got DJ Shark at 5,700 going up against Minnesota. And at uh, DJ going up against the Baltimore Ravens, 3,800. Like it, like it. I'm gonna take my quarterback start of the week, Kirk Cousins, 7,500. Uh, Tony Pollard, RB running back position, 7,500. DeAndre Swift, 7,200 at the second running back position. Uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver at 8,700. Adam Thielen, I'm gonna take him at 6,400. Uh, Christian Kirk, my wide receiver start of the week at 7,600. Greg Dolchich, 5,400 at the tight end position. James Cook, 6,100 at my flex. And the Carolina Panthers defense also, 3,600. Nice. There you have it. Some get money. So hopefully we'll see what happens. 
I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to lose again. So you know, I know Greg's not trying to lose again either. So you know, I mean, this is a. I'm. It's, you know how that trend goes. I, I'm definitely winning this week. It's the. Oh, it's man. been literally alternating weeks the entire season. No, it hasn't. You won What's three consecutive matchups. You won three. <laughs> have to come back. Have to come back. And then I. And then I won to to tie it up. So now it's seven seven. It's my so, turn. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Well, definitely appreciate y'all. Make sure you enjoy games this week. Uh, good luck in all your matchups. Hopefully, you make it into the playoffs. Um, hopefully, you're maybe clinched some bye weeks or something. You know where we'll be at on Monday. Right here. Breaking down everything that was. So, we'll catch y'all then. Have a good week. And we are out of here. Peace. Yeah.